Great segue into exactly, we're not, we're not switching topics. Hashem always, Hashkochas Hashem, welcome home Avichai. And it's a very good segue, Nafti, into these two introductions. That letter that Bacher wrote to his parents, Yivamas Kofav, this, this letter, into, hey, into Perak Aleph, Mishnah, hey, please check this out. Yaisi ben Yoichanan is Yushalayim Oimer. Yaisi ben Yoichanan is Yushalayim says, page 244, Mishnah, Perak Aleph, Mishnah. Yibescha Pasuach Lirvacha. Your house should be wide open. Yibescha Pasuach Lirvacha. Four words. Your house should be open widely. What in the world does it mean? The house you pasuach lirvacha. It's almost hard to read. It should be wide. It should be open widely. Pasuach lirvacha. Your house should be open lirvacha. So I want to tell you a simple pshat. That's not trash. There are different ways of understanding this mishnah. What Yaisi ben Yochanan Shalim is saying: Your house should be wide open. I advise every single person here to have a very, very large house. One day with your children, you have to have a large, a tremendously large house. I'm very, very against small houses. Small houses often, often destroy kids' lives. Have a large house. So Daniel's already thinking of business ideas. I got to buy a big one, business ideas. Of course, a person could have a mansion and it's the smallest house in the world. And a person could live in a one-bedroom apartment and it's a large house. The side of the house, that it's roomy, that it's comfortable, that it incorporates each one of our children, that there's a place for every one of our children in the house. A house of stress. A house of stress. It is us to have a stressful house. And in a house of stress causes unbelievable damage on children. And the one who's responsible for that is the man. The Rambam fastingly says on a husband in Hilchas Yishos, it's a Rambam on a husband, that ain la'atsev, a man has no right to be said. Ein la'atsev, it's a chiyub, it's a din in the house. Ein la'atsev, a man can't be said in his house. The man's achrayis of the house, ladies are emotional, they're supposed to be emotional. The man's achrayis in the house is to keep a calmness, a serenity, a positivity, a house of optimism, of, of positivity. That is the man to infuse his bias with positivity, to make it a place that the children love to be in. I've said a lot, I've said a few times this year, Archiv, I love those words in the Torah. And we say it, Kiddush Shabbos Day, I can't make Kiddush enough just for those words. It's worth it to repeat Kiddush 15 times. V'shamru b'nei Yisrael Shabbos. You have to keep Shabbos in a manner of in a manner that causes Shabbos to be continuously kept for their generations. The Shamru B'nai Yisrael's Shabbos, the Jewish people shall keep, shall keep Shabbos in a manner, in a happy, simchadik, beautiful way that it causes last Shabbos Daraisam. It causes the children to continue to keep Shabbos. It has to be happy and comfortable and positive. It must be that way. That is our obligation. This is again not said, you're big people. 
Everybody here is on the verge and thinking about marriage. You should be davening for marriage often. You're supposed to be davening often now. The ages of 16, 17, 18, often. For the right shidduch, for the right ability to run a house, to be a ben that can create a house full of positive energy. to That is our obligation. And the goal is to create a Shabbos. V'shamer b'nei Yisrael says Shabbos. Las is Shabbos in a manner that creates Shabbos the Daraisam. The Gemara in Gittin, the Gemara says that the, the messages of the house, a shartem, a ravtem, a dliku esaner. There are three messages, Erev Shabbos, a man is supposed to give to his family. A shartem, did you take off Meiser? A ravtem, did you do an Erev Chatzeris? Hidliku esaner, light the candle. The messages of the house... The messages of the house of the mitzvah sayyim says the Gemara in Gittin Davav, Tzaruch l'memrenu b'nichusa, you have to say it softly. The messages of the house have to say b'nichusa in a comfortable, soft way. Says the Gemara, ki heichen d'lisham in milay, in order that your word should be listened to. Now, if somebody knows how to learn, if you don't know how to learn Gemara, you're a very literal, very literal people can't learn chess. They have to break their literal nature. You know, you have literal thinkers. We once had a Baruch in Yeshiva, beautiful guy, and he's a, he, he learns chess. He learns Gemara. He didn't finish chess. He learns Gemara. But he tends to be literal. There's nothing wrong with tending to be literal, but you've got to work on yourself to learn Gemara. There are people whose nature, they think very literally. They don't get sarcasm a lot. A lot of fives on the Enneagram tend to be very literal. It hurts them a lot in school. I, I told the kid, in, I told the guy in yeshiva years ago, who's a standard five, that I bet you had nightmares in elementary school. Your Rebbe would say extreme things. He's being a schmack, maybe about Ganem. I bet you had severe nightmares. He told me for years he couldn't sleep at night. Because he's very literal. Everybody in the class knew the Rebbe says he just means, he's saying it's not a good thing. This kid took it. If you do this, you're the worst guy in the world. Rebbe, him say things that don't mean exact. But a literal thinker doesn't have that naturally, the ability to understand. He just means they take things very little. I wrote the guy a letter and I said, love, Daniel. My texts are like letters, like the old fogies. You write it letter form. So I wrote, love, Daniel. So he writes back, I'll try. <laughs> That's literal. <laughs> Five <ten. laughs> Now, he told me when I pointed out, he, he said to me that, he said to me I was just kidding, but I know he was kidding, but he tends to see it, literally. He tends to see things very literal. That's his way of seeing things. They don't get sarcasm, they don't get sarcasm very well. Sarcastic lines, they take as, I remember once yelling at a... <laughs> I remember yelling at a bacher in, in the office, and I asked the rhetorical question. I said, you think it's funny? They started answering. He started like saying, well, started like darshan if it was funny or not. <laughs> it's a very literal way of thinking. The fives never work in the yeshiva system, never. They're seen as standoffish. They're seen as armachotziv. It's just the Rebbe's lack of knowledge. He doesn't know anything. The yeshivas crush fives. Waterbury is full of fives. The yeshivas crush those guys. They're thinkers. They're very cerebral. And they tend to... Fives don't do... <laughs> That's good. <laughs> 
fives. <laughs> if you didn't know, Rebezi's a wing five, if you didn't know. But anyway. Show her off, get over here. That'll take I know the mach legs, but I'm. The kids. The kids are. The, the kids are at Varmis, however, that fives often don't work in yeshiva because, because a five can't do just because people said to do. They have to understand, you have to explain why, and they're looked as, because I said so, I said so, it doesn't work for five. They're thinking people, they're very cerebral, and they need to understand and be explained and get comfortable with the idea. That's how fives, that's how fives work. But one of the things about fives that literal. When you learn Torah, you can't. When you learn Gemara, you have to understand. If you learn about a bar, you have to, you have to take out the five out of you. You're learning a concept. If you think a bar is just a pit, you don't know how to learn chess. Always in Gemara, Hashem says ideas in Torah. Forget Hashem says ideas, and He wants you to learn. It's called a binyanav. He wants you to, in a sophisticated way, understand messages that He's saying. So this halach, if you take as an aberration, well, it says Erev Shabbos in your house, it's not just literal, it's saying something. Fives don't do that well. I once was, I was on a Shabbaton with my wife, a girl Shabbaton, and there were questions being asked, there were questions being asked, it's very annoying when you take the questions literal. There was a man, there was a man who was a very literal guy, see, for somebody to be a Rebbe in a girls' school, you don't want a connector. You actually want like a five type because a connector, a boy, shouldn't be connecting with girls. Girls should connect with girls. So a man teaching in a girls' school often is not the biggest connector. He's more like a person, a very literal, very like, not the connector type. So there was question, there were Q&A and, and in this question and answer, the man was answering the questions very literally. But the girls were saying something. He wasn't analyzing what they really were bothered by. He was just answering questions. A girl would ask, you know, of course, talking to boys come up. So he would start, like, being very literal about the question. Well, it says, like, but they're saying something. They're saying that I feel like a barbish sarab. My whole existence is just a temptation. They're asking something deep, but he's answering very literal. The bottom line is, Rabbi say that when it says in Gittin, that these dinim in your house, you have to say softly, Chazal are telling us something. The, the spiritual instructions of the house. All of us want our family to take off Meiser. That the Macholosh be Macholosh Teheter. All of us want our kids to be from. That their essence is from. That's what we want from our kids. We want to hand over our precious Messiah. All of us want to give over to our families. Yiddishkeit. In order to give it over, it has to be an environment of warmth, an environment of love. The instruction has to be said in an environment of love, a good environment, a calm environment, a positive environment. Then the ideals which are so precious to us, they run to our children and to our families. If the environment is one of stress, then the instruction, the religious instruction, that's so important for us to give over to our families, it doesn't go over well. I met with the Balabatim of Blue Ridge. I was giving shiurim before Pesach on the Allah Pesach, and then we had a night, we're going to discuss the Haggadah. 
And I felt Rabbanim tell fathers, they fire them up. It's the night of Emunah to give over Emunah to your children. It's a big night. It's the night to hand Emunah to your family. To see the Yad Hashem, the exactness of Hashem. You're handing Emunah to your families. So I wanted to talk about Ashkocha. But I, if a man is all fired up to teach Ashkocha, to teach Emunah, and he's not calm and tolerant, and it's not a happy, positive environment, not much is being transmitted in that, in that sitting. Not much is going to go over in that sitting. So I wanted to remind the Ilam that it has to be positive and happy. If we want to give over Emunah, the environment has to be happy. When I was younger, David, I thought a good speech... When I was your age, I thought a good speech was fire and brimstone. If a speaker was screaming and yelling and it was intense, I thought that's the best speech. The older I get, I'm still a kid, I'm not so old, but the older I get, I'm much more inclined, if everybody's laughing and happy, things go in much more. My best year of teaching I ever had of teaching was the year Ezra Shulman was sitting to my left again. It was my best year of teaching. And I felt he was sitting right against our Kaidish on the left, similar to where David is right now. It was my best year of teaching, and I think the shear was the best year of teaching for me, because Ezra made the shear, it was happy. When guys are laughing and happy and having a good time, Torah goes in better. We once had a yid, we once had a yid, Ezra, who came to shear. His, uh, the man was a very rigid, serious man. And he had said, his kid's coming to Waterbury over his dead body, a rare guy. <laughs> and this, <laughs> this man said, this man said, my son's not going to Waterbury. And his son finally convinced him, begged him, pleaded with him through many tantrums that at least he'll come down to see. And he came to share. It happens to be he came that year to share with his son. And afterwards, he was in my office, like very disturbed. It wasn't what he was used to, you know, lectures by him. It's not guys walking around. There probably was a guy right in front blowing smoke, like Isig in his face. And he was very... Keep going, Eitan. And he was... <laughs> and the man was like shaken up. This wasn't what he was used to. It was Lebedek, saying a good joke. It was just Geschmack. And he asked me afterwards, explained to me what I just saw. He was, a, he was an honest man. He was rigid, an honest man. He said, what I just see, explain it to me. I don't, I don't get it. And we, I had a conversation in Ray Oberlander's office, this topic. When I was younger, I thought that the environment, that's Kishmak, if a speaker came and he screamed and was passionate, then I felt that, that's powerful. Today, I feel those speeches don't do that much. If we have a visiting speaker and he comes in and there's two times, fire and brimstone, the guys are, and there's such a thing, he has the guys in a frenzy, he's screaming and yelling in the whole island, and then you have another guy and it's geschmack and everybody's like relaxed. If you ask me which environment the Torah goes in deeper, I think relaxed. I think it hits you to who you are more than when you're sitting there. We have, we have different speakers, I think it goes in deeper, that's my opinion. Say it softly. What do you mean? Maybe say it. It doesn't mean a person's a jerk. Maybe the Torah I give over should be in a passionate, intense environment. It says that the great Dameron used to start their shir b'mili b'dichusa with a joke. They would start with something light. They felt that the Torah goes in better if the environment is comfortable. 
I told him that I want a guy to bring his personality to share and express his personality and then let's learn Torah. Because I, I want a person to know that me as me can connect to Torah. It's not I have to go into a religious frenzy and then I'm Shaykh to Torah. I don't want Nafti, a guy, to think when I have my religious frenzy moments, then I can be Torah. But then what happens when he goes back to him? Just, just me. Just me can be Torah. As I am in my personality, could be, could be a Torah person. And when environment, Kashmak, everybody's themselves. And then let's learn some. You hear the, what the, what the Torah says? Says the Gemara in Gittin that these religious instruction have to be said benichus, have to be said calmly. In order that the words are really absorbed. In order that the words are listened to and absorbed, it has to be said calmly. Your house should be open widely means it should be a place that feels spacey. It's a spacious place if it's not stressful. We certainly have important things to say in the home. It's not a place of late sunnahs. You might, you're going to ask on me, and I, I, we don't try to pretend here. Sorry, Menu wants Yishmol thrown out of the place, out of the house, because he's making late sunnahs. A house is a serious place with serious ideals that you want to give over. And your house should have serious rules. I get nervous sometimes with Bachram here. I get nervous that if somebody was hurt by a system that was too rigid, that a guy's response is going to be to the other extreme incorrectly. I'm going to use my warp sports mind, I ask Michaela. Sometimes teams will have a manager who's very, very rigid, and it didn't work, so they'll respond with this manager who's like a player's manager and this complete FKRS. Or the opposite way, they have complete FKRS, and then they bring in like a disciplinarian, a crazy guy. Don't, res- don't, don't, don't behave that way. I'm nervous. One day you have real rules in your house, of course. The kid goes to sleep on time and you're tough about it. The problem's not tough. There's never anger. Don't once. You're ever angry, shame on you. You don't say a word in anger. Never once in your life. Don't say a word in anger to your children. Never once. Nothing to do with anger. Zero. No chinuch from anger. Anger, you lock yourself in your room, you calm down. Chinuch never once from anger. But then in a firm way, get to bed, Yingle, now. I hate you, Dad. Don't worry. Don't be so insecure. He loves you to death. And get him into bed. Now. 7.30. None of this, none of this cream, you don't, I don't want you to raise cream puffs. What rules? A house is serious. A house is serious. Sorry, man, the ones, you small out of the house, like sonas. We have important things to impart. Don't let your house be a place of bad stuff. No bad, no questionable magazines in your house. None. I get the mail in my family. I don't even like when my kids get it. Why am I mocked to get the mail? It's down the block. I can send my kids. It's a good zach to train kids to do jobs. Give them the keys. Get the mail. I get the mail. Rarely do I ask my kids. Rare, rare, rare. It's a good zach. It's a mitzvah. Keep it up. And it teaches them discipline. They can do every job. That's the mail I get. Because this, this country is an amazing country. They're kind and everything. But they have a shigoy and they have a sickness that you can get in the mail, like letters and things, magazines. They advertise that a princess stick. They advertise the shoes. I don't want my kids to see anything. So I throw out the garbage. It doesn't make it into the house. No garbage in your house. No garbage. Zero. No garbage allowed in your house. None. 
no garbage. Included, you have to filter your internets, everything careful. A house is serious. When we say an open house and a calm house, you have to understand it's not a liberal vart, it's a serious place, our house. We want to impart ruchnis, we want to raise mishpachis that are fiery avde Hashem, that are sincere, serious, built avde Hashem. So the house is a serious place of ruchnis, of, of sincerity, of avodas Hashem, real. Build a house that's precious like that. So it's serious. It's not just, yeah, okay, I have a wide open house and everything goes. I'm not talking about that. Yishmol was kicked out of Avram Avinu's house. Avram, kind Avram, listened to his wife Sarah as he was instructed by Hashem because Yishmol brought foreign influences into the house. So I'm not talking about a house that's frivolous. I'm talking about a serious place, but it's happy, but it's positive, it's full of joy. Full of semcha, full of positivity, full of ava, full of love, full of shalvais. That rests on the man. That rests on the man of the house. A lady's emotional, she has to be supported and encouraged. That's your beischa pasuach levacha. Your house should be wide open, should be so comfortable and calm and gishmak. In such an environment, the ideals that you want to give over so badly just flow smoothly and grow. There's a Yid who comes to Waterbury every Lag Baimer. He's a tzaddik. This Yid learned with many G'dayle Olam, with giants. His name's Rav Aryeh, his last name's Aryeh, Rav Aryeh. And he comes every Lag Baimer to, to Blue Ridge for many, many, many years. A big tzaddik. He told me that he's, he's an older man and he's observed a lot of life. He's a very, very big Yid. And he's observed a lot of life and he says G'dayle come from calm houses. So that's an observation he's made. He learned. He learned. He was chavrus. He's a, he's learned with tzaddikim. He learned by tzaddikim. Rav Sassin Gellerman was his chavrus. So he learned by huge people. He said his observation is that the biggest tzaddikim and gedolim come from the calmest houses. Our avoid as best as possible for all of us, as best as we can in every effort we can make to create an environment that's pleasant, an environment that's positive, by constantly bringing avatar wives. This is something that all of us, by constantly bringing Ava into the house and positivity into the house, this is our, this is our achrayis, Rabbi say, our obligation, our responsibility. The... Every yid is mechuyiv to make meya brachis b'chol yoyim. Again, if you're literal, so you make a hundred blessings. Meya brachis is also, besides being a literal chiv, it is literal, but again, you have to take the five out of you. It's saying something. A yid is obligated a hundred times a day to thank Hashem for things. There's a message of positivity. If a yid is negative, it's not okay. It's not like, oh, I'm positive. I tend to be negative. You're a sick guy. You can't, it's not okay to say, I tend to eat chazer. So, so knock it off. The Torah is Asr's chazer. It's not two personality types. I tend to be positive. I tend to be negative. If your personality leans towards eating chazer, so you still got to not eat chazer. Negativity is not a trait. I tend to be a little pessimistic. So it's Asr. It's not, it's not two ways. Now we all, one guy leans, one guy leans towards positive. One guy by nature is more negative. So good, we all have our areas of Nisayan to make ourselves tired. It can't be there's a chiv to be Mivarech Hashem a hundred times a day 
and it's okay to be negative, that chiyuv, for anybody who understands the messages of Hashem, to make a hundred brachs a day is saying something, that a yid is constantly being mevarach Hashem, is constantly being appreciative. That's a positivity that a yid has always noticing the brachas. That is, that's what it means to be a yid. Our obligation is to make a home of positivity. Akiva, yes. I want to say like this, I want to give an example, Akiva. I want to give an example that happened in this year in the yeshiva. When Akiva asked a legitimate question, so he said, Kalish, you're telling us forced positivity. He's like a guy who's only, so I'm so happy. I can't stand that stuff. I'm so happy. So I want to, I want to tell you, Akiva. I want, to, I want to say with an example, when you say about forced positivity, because I don't like that stuff. I'm so happy. No, you're not. I don't like that. So what's the, how, how can we really do it? So I want to give an example. I'm going to give a practical example that guys themselves went through are listening now. We have a basketball team in the yeshiva, and we traveled a lot this year. 14 games just before the playoffs even. We played 16 games. So we drove 16 games in, in a short period. It was a lot of travel. And the trips were three and a half hours away, three hours. Honestly, like everybody exaggerates times. And you can say without traffic, what it's supposed to take, the trip, it was basically never short than three hours or six hours of driving. And we were tight. We were bringing fans to the game, that none of this treatment for the players. Everybody, people wanted to go stuffed in. So you have a van that's supposed to see 368. There were 14 people in there and 13 for six hours. It was tight. And at first, guys were fetching a lot. To once there was a whole protest early, the first couple of games. Guys were very upset. What is this? We were playing games and guys were upset. There was, there was negativity. And I screamed at the guys one, before one game. Like guys, cause I, I gave it to guys hard, really hard. Screaming. And I felt guys needed a tremendous nazifa. Chutzpah. Where's your appreciation? Somebody's driving you. Are you paying for this game? People are taking you arrange. And I said, it's tragic. Right now, you're kvetchy and you're complaining. It's tighter. In years from now, it will have been the best experience of your life. You're going to look back when we went to those games, a group of friends, and the fact that we fans was better for you. And you're going you're gonna to rave about it. The question is what... Everybody later on wistfully talks about the old day. The story of life, everybody after their kids are married when the house is empty, bemoans the good old days with the kids. The test of life is when the kids were in the house were you ecstatic. That doesn't mean anything to me when you lose it, that it was so good. Did you appreciate it when you had it? After you lose it, you wistfully say those days. Okay, every small pickle does that. If you want to be a great person when you have it, be appreciative. And, and, and I yelled at the guys, and it complete. I'm not from my yelling. My yelling was probably my bad business. But I want to say that it completely turned around. The, it was the highlight. The guy's attitude was off the charts. The guys were appreciative. Sakiva, so I, I asked you, here, here's an example. What was the truth? A guy's going to a game with a group of friends, playing ball, just enjoying it was so crazy, David, that it, I promise you the guys felt it was a satisfying season. What in Gashmis is ever satisfying? We didn't even win. If we win the championship, wouldn't be, we didn't even win. I promise you could ask the team, one if that was satisfying. It was satisfying because as a backdrop to Ruchnis, it was so much fun. When the Gashmis is a backdrop, it's satisfying. But I want to say here, what I want to say here, Akiva, is that attitude, focus, the answer to the question is not pretending and saying, I'm so happy. 
The Chayv Savavah says the reason that a person is not makir toiv is he focuses on what he's missing, not what he has. It's nothing to do with the pretend. It has to do with focus. The guy is sitting in the car. He's like, I'm going to a game. I'm playing ball. It's being set up for me. Anybody paid Menachem Wiener to drive to 16 games? Did anybody? Everything's taken. Everything's taken care of. I just, I have no worries. People are worried about rides, how people are getting there, are people are getting back. Where are people eating? Things, it's all focus, Akiva. Thank you so much. If I focus on the negative, what I'm lacking, there are always going to be some Messiah. I might not be getting the minutes I want. I might not uh, is, is supper the exact second I want. I can focus on what's missing or focus on the positive. I was just at a hotel for Pesach. It was off the charts gorgeous. We were learning together daily with the Hever. We It was just the whole mats of the people there were beautiful people, such nice. Kind. I made friendships there. It was off the charts, like drunk, delicious. There were people there, most Yidin were positive, because that's who we are, we're Yidin. You had a rare person who didn't have, who bro- have broken the Messiah of Yidin, of being positive, Nekvetcher. The waiters are late. You idiot! You're with your sir. A man was in a temper. An older man, six-year-old man. He was raging at the hotel people. Said, "This is a disgrace!" He's screaming in the hallway. Think you tragic human being. You're surrounded by your HC. You're surrounded by your family. You're surrounded by your family. You're surrounded by loving Yidden. This tire, this tefillah, this good food. You have anything and everything you want. Are you serious? Because the waiters are late. You're, you're killing your young people. Your tragic figure that you've lost your focus from one detail. It's tight in the van. It's true. Really? All of life, the question is focus. Are you going to focus? Now, I ask you, which is more true? Of course, the kindness of Hashem is more true. Of course, the kindness of Hashem, that Hashem daily is giving us what we need. By the way, even the tightness in the van is from Hashem also, the late rated. That's also good for us. It's a world of kindness. Hashem only made this world because He's a maitim. The answer is it's not two perspectives. It's the truth and a lie. The negativity is a lie. We are going to find out everything good for us was good and everything we perceived as bad was good for us too. So it's not two views, two personalities. It's truth and checker. So nobody's asking Akiva, a guy to be fake. I'm asking a guy to be more honest. Who was more right the first two games? There were people who were positive from minute one, and each one is just as great. The Balchuva is even greater. Malkam Shabali At the end, not at the end, two, three guys. We saw Nishtoim and 14 guys. We got to have many guys got in. Such positivity. It was like the highlight of the whole thing. The steiging was off the charts, Akiva. But I ask you, what was more true, the positivity or the negativity, Akiva? Of course, it was true. It was true. That was a ridiculous thing. Geschmack. At the hotel, it's not two ways of viewing. That's the truth of your... your it's geschmack. Look at your brachas. The guy's surrounded by family. Really now? Because a waiter came late with your gefilte fish. The whole thing's ruined now? It's all done? You have your wife there. She looks healthy to me. You have kids there. Seem healthy. Grandchildren. The man is surrounded by children and grandchildren. His young kids ruined. It's a disgrace. Everything's schlubbed up. It's, it's, not, it's not about... Right, it's not about personality, it's true and false. He allowed a falsehood of a late waiter to distract him from all the blessings.
Focus on the time. Focus. Focus on the time. When you're in a bad mood, you sit down and you count your blessings. Just count them. Don't don't go. Hey, hey, I'm so happy. Count your blessings. Sit down. You're in a bad mood. Go through your blessings. I'm, I'm healthy today. No earache. No, my teeth are all doing well. Remember when you had an earache and you swore, God, just make my ear good and I'll be happy? Hey, my ear doesn't hurt today. <laughs> good point to notice. Remember, you've had a toothache and you said, I shouldn't trust no toothache. I have no toothache today. Just think. Just be misplaced. I'm not told that if a guy sits down like this, you can completely change your mood. With thought. Focus and thought. It's not a pretend. We never sing in the happiest place probably on this planet. We never sing Mitzvah Gadot Lewis for something. We don't sing. You ever notice we don't sing that song in Yeshiva? When you think of whatever they'd sing day and night, Mitzvah Gadot, don't you dare sing with me. We never sing it. In nine years, we've never sung I don't think we ever sang it. Well, I don't want to force... I, Nachman wrote the words and it is a mitzvah to be happy because in order to steig you need to be happy it's one of the 48 Kenyan Yatayra I don't want to force happiness I'm so happy I don't like that I'm afraid if we say mitzvah to be in Simcha the answer to Simcha is to do our duties is to focus on the blessings of Hashem so instead we sing Ibdu as Hashem the Simcha serve Him with happiness focus on I don't want a guy to say I'm so happy be happy smile I don't like that Let's focus on the blessings. There's a practical job to do. Sit down. Did you ever make a list of your blessings? I have a lot going for me. Hey. That poem I read to start, to start this year was somebody who was very sad about leaving home and then sat down and said, that means I have a home to be sad. Hey. And he started changing it to feelings of gratitude. Rev. Miller, the last day of his life, I told him, when the doctor wanted to give him medication for pain, Rev. Miller said, pain? He said, I am so, he started laughing. He said, I'm so busy today, thank the last day of his life. They laugh on the last day. It was Rev. Miller. He said, pain, I'm so busy thanking Hashem for my blessings. He was going through every child, every grandchild, all the niece in his own life, said, I don't have room in my brain for any pain. I, I can't. I can't do it. I'm too busy. <laughs> so Miller told the doctor the last day of his life. Let's focus, Akim. Let's focus. We, le- we allow the negative thing to distract us from the blessings. That's what it means your house should be wide open. Simple shot, troop shot. Your house should be wide open. It should be a place of, co- of comfort. It should be a house full of stress is a very tight... There's a very tight, narrow place. The obligation of a man is to make a wide open house, a house of comfort. Don't get nervous one day when your wife is, is all nervous. Your job is to bring it. I'm going to tell you what happens on a family trip. I'm going to describe a family trip to you. At one moment or another, this is what happens. The kids are beating the stuffings out of themselves, out of each other. There's a big fight, breaks out in the back seat, punches being thrown. Total bedlam in the car. You've just spent a lot of money on vacation. You spent time. You're like white. You just brought your family vacation. They're beating each other up. Then the mother is going hysterical. I'm describing every house in the planet since the beginning of time. A lady is emotional as she's supposed to be. She's, ah, she's now, she's lost. So now the kids are total bedlam and the mother has lost it. The entire test of the trip when the man then loses, says, there's no 
appreciation and you ruined the whole trip. He just ruined the trip. They're all looking at him, and if he keeps calm, and it's not a big deal, kids fight, a mother gets nervous, she's supposed to, and he calmly manages the situation. I promise you, they all looked at him, and the leader says it's okay, then it was okay, it wasn't ruined. He teaches them, it wasn't a big deal, right? In 10 years, you're going to talk about that trip. It was the best trip ever. It didn't ruin the trip. It didn't ruin... You, when you show that in a yeshiva, there are always situations come up. When the head of the yeshiva said, it ruined everything, this is ridiculous, it's got to stop, it's pulling things down, he just hurt the yeshiva. He was kaiveya, when the leader was kaiveya, that things are bad and things aren't okay and it's not peseder, now it's not okay and now it's not peseder and they're all looking to him. If he would have kept, it's, it's totally peseder in every family, kids fight. In every family, when he did, and they all are looking what the leader is going to say. They're all looking. While they're fighting, there's one eye looking. And it's okay, so then it's okay. And it is okay, because kids fight. And then it's okay. You know what? It was an amazing trip. Since when does it cancel the whole trip and the whole thing? And in years now, all you're going to remember is the best trip. I go back to my youth. I think about the trips we took. I don't even remember the fight. You don't even remember that part. Just unbelievable. We went to... We went, um, Niagara Falls, that trip is like a memory, it's just glorious. Do I remember the slugging out? I don't remember, it probably happened, because every family it happens. Of course, my parents tell us we slugged it out. But that, that Akiva is all the leader's attitude. That's your house, is to be wide open. Your Kaiveya, if you're a healthy father, there are fathers who opt out of leadership and the family doesn't care what he says, because he's not a leader of the family. I'm talking about a father who's a father. They all looked him, and it's okay, then it's okay. Hmm? Calmly. Calmly. So they fight, you break it up. That's your job as a father. Your kids will fight. My bracha, Akiva, I give you a bracha that your children should fight. You know the only house that doesn't fight? The only house that doesn't fight is an abusive house. The picture of a house of abuse, I'm talking about real abuse, Hashem Yerachim, the kids don't fight. The picture is two kids holding hands, two brothers holding hands. It's like the sickest picture in my mind. Two brothers holding hands, they never fight. They're scared. In a healthy home, kids fight. Then they grow up and they love each other to death. They love each other, they love each other. Like crazy. There's love, they're close. I'm talking about real Abba. The kids fight, it's furnished. You know going and having children. That's kids till that's how they that's how they learn each other, they learn about life. That means they're very comfortable. In a house of stress, in a house that's not Pasuach Nirvacha, kids don't fight. They're scared to fight. The father's gonna pass a house that the kids never fight is very, very scary. It's frightening. Frightening. Kids fight, that's completely normal. Yeah, but sometimes there's just like nice people. No, no such thing in the world. You only see because when the guests over, they're on show. There's no such thing. Kids fight. No such thing. Zero. Not, not a, zero. Zero. It looks like they love each other. They fight because they don't love each other. Kids are crazy. Kids that fight in a healthy home, if somebody else would touch my brother, I'll beat the stuckings out of him. We're allowed to fight. We're brothers. There's no such a none, none, none. It's dangerous because we go to a home and they're guests. They're on show, so your kids are perfectly behaving. Come on, you know it's behind closed doors. 
There's no such thing. There's no, unless it's an unhealthy home. It's an unhealthy home. In a healthy home, kids fight. There's no such thing otherwise. What do you do when your kids fight? You calmly break it up and stay calm. The man of the house has to stay calm. He has to bring an aura of positivity. He has to bring vibes. That's your base chabad. So that's what it means. That's the Mishnah. This is not psychology. It's the Mishnah means. Your base chabad. Your house should be wide open. A place of comfort. Let's go a little further in the Mishnah. V'yiyu aniyim b'nei beisecha. Aniyim should be your b'nei bayis. Aniyim should frequent your house. Kindness, the house should be a place of kindness. Aniyim should frequent your house. I've said this before, Akiva. Why is Achmas Asarchim? Welcome home, Joey. Joey Stein! Joey Stein! Joey Stein! In the middle of sheer making signs. Why is Achnasis Archim of all mitzvahs? Nice to see you, gay. Welcome home, Yitzhak. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. We have Yehuda Roll here in Yitzhak, and I'm Darshan. Where's Yehuda Roll? Call you, do we need a sword? We need a virus. On this, on this, your hand, but. 
On this one, Rabbi say your house wide open. Your house wide open as well as inclusive. We said on a Rebbe, it's Hamidu Talmidim Harbe. Together that, your house wide open is this room for every one of your children. Parents will say and think, forget that they're saying it, they're thinking this child's ruining the family is not a sense of, of, of Emunah and Hashem. Hashem says this child is perfect for the family and you have a dis- you think there's like a mistake in heavens. Forget a hospital switching a child, it's like the heavens, Hashem put a kid, he's bad for his siblings. A lot of that is lack of Emunah. Hashem put in the family, this child's good for the family. There's room in the home for all our children. It's also It's part of the attitude that the house is wide open. It's a wide house with enough room for every one of our children. We'll continue on Beis Hashem this mission.